0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello,
1: hello, hello. Happy Thursday, gang. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, we begin the podcast with reaction to the Champions League matches where Pep Guardiola, Guardiola's Man City beat Club Brugge or Brugger and Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool beat Atletico Madrid at Anfield. This was the reaction on Talksport.
0: Atletico, third in the group, Liverpool home and host. They have not just qualified tonight, they have won the group they beaten Atletico Madrid by two goals to now.
2: It was a good performance. It's an incredible group stage so far. I wouldn't have expected that, obviously, when I saw the draw. Um, nobody would have expected that. Doing that is pretty special for tonight. Job done. But we all know there are two games to go, and we will try everything to win them as well. That's how it is.
3: Liverpool the best in the business right now at doing what they do. They blow teams out of the water. And they did it again tonight. Athletic couldn't live with them. The energy, the, the movement, the crowd, everything. They just picked up Athleti and just booted them out the ground.
0: Well, Luis Suarez thought he scored. And it's been disallowed for an
3: offside like the Diogo Jota goal earlier in the half. Liverpool fans booing. Suarez I couldn't work it out. And I, I want him to explain to me why. What's the story? OK, I know he plays for Athletic. Boo! Suarez? Mm. I mean, come on. Where's this going? What I thought it was disgraceful personally. Okay, Liverpool thought, fans, why, are you, why are you booing Suarez? You've been at the game tonight and you're booing Suarez. Why?
0: He's been one of the best strikers that, we, that we've had at the club and for me, I just, I don't get mm. the booing of him. Yeah, he, he left it was a bit, it wasn't great the way he left but Barcelona come knocking, you're going to go, aren't you? Alex,
3: wait yeah. there, because I want to speak to Steve and I, he, he disagrees with you. He's a Liverpool fan as well. Steve, good evening
1: like you know we show a lot of love to the players but you would expect a bit of mutual respect you know what I mean when when he comes back he's winding us up after he scored Barcelona and then he's rolling around trying to get people booked or sent off you know you don't do that to a team that loves you do you
0: Alex that's the kind of guy he is and you've just got to yeah, it's, it's not great when he, when he comes back and does it, but I, I just wouldn't do him personally. And I clapped him when he went off the pitch. A confident and dominant performance from Manchester City. They now have nine points in this group. Looks like they're going to go through to the knockout stages. This game's finished Manchester City 4, Club Bruges 1. Every game,
1: my focus is always the next one. I never think about the second one. I know for the for the Sky, the game against United is the most important thing and the big advertising, With my flash interviews. We are going to create a good environment for the game and we are pleased to be there. But before that game, today, you cannot imagine how important it was. And that's why We prepared as best as possible to win it. We have done two fantastic games. And now, of course, we're going to start to think about United.
3: What I wanted to watch tonight was the performances of Jack Grealish. He was okay, but it seems to be a very okay start for him at the minute. He paid £100 million. Hasn't really set the world alight, has he? I look at Raheem Sterling, who comes on. And when, when he come on, the game completely changed. They had some energy about them. They had a bit of bite, a bit of an edge, and they moved the ball a bit quicker, you know? And I just, I, I look at it and I just think, is Raheem Sterling getting treated a little bit unfairly? Dean Smith was getting the best out of Jack Grealish. Pep Guardiola isn't. Why, why, if that's the player you want... Why have you bought a player you don't need, or you or you can't? You're not prepared to use Jay- exactly Jason, the same way as you saw him last year in a Villa shirt, the year before yeah, that. Jason Why? Pep Guardiola plays a totally different style of play to what Aston Villa and Dean Smith do. Like I said, it's pass, 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 pass. I mean, tonight he was running down that left side and he he just couldn't Why get past. Why are you paying 100 million pound for a player that is pass, pass, pass. Yet his game well, is run, run, run. I, I don't know, Jason. ask Pep Guardiola, that not me. I'm only a City fan. You
0: know, I'm not. I'm not Manchester. But his manager, I can't
1: answer that question, unfortunately. On now to Manchester United, former Villa striker Gabby Agbonlahor has been speaking about their defensive woes with Harry Maguire in the limelight. But this is the treble-winning assistant manager, Steve McLaren, who claims that some of Oli's recent changes may help them beat City, or oh, I do hope so, in the derby on Saturday. Man United and Oli seems to have a um, kind of a hoodoo of uh, yeah. Man City yeah. at the present moment. He knows how to beat them. And I think he knows. He's changed his system. He's gone to three at the back. It's made a big difference. Varane, Varane's got to be fit because he makes a big difference as well as Ronaldo. Them two signings have been key to it. He's put Cavani up front with Ronaldo. I expect him to do that. And I think that's a system that can beat Man City it's about results and he needs a result against Man City I think
2: Zapata in behind down the left channel again he's in behind Harry Maguire and he's turning beyond David De Gea if I'm Ronaldo I'm in the changing room saying like any chance Harry yes. any, any chance lads of, yeah. of a clean sheet any any danger Yeah. because sometimes can't you just go one on one with your um, striker and just stop them scoring The defending honestly they look like conceding every time they play don't they and if there was better finishing yesterday Atalanta could have scored 4-5 even Harry Maguire now. <laughs> He's been in bad form, but yeah. I'd still put him as England's best centre of half. I mean, yeah. who's going to take his place? It's a shame with Maguire, King. though, because he looks like a good lad, doesn't he, Maguire? Yeah, he looks like an honest Prob- yeah, man, done, sure. done well in the Euros, yeah. tries his hardest, doesn't he? But sometimes, like when you know that a defender's struggling, Ali, you're going to target yeah. him. Now, yeah. if I'm at a team playing against Manchester United, I'm targeting
1: that side. Don't forget, of course, the Mank Derby is live and exclusive on TalkSport this Saturday lunchtime. On game day, Antonio Conte has been speaking to Spurs TV following his appointment as manager at the club. He had been approached about the role in the summer and explained why the time wasn't right to take the job back then. Chiching.
3: Honestly, there was a call uh, from Tottenham uh, this summer, but uh, I I was very clear uh, with Tottenham because uh, uh, I had just finished. With uh, with the Inter, uh, Inter Milan, uh, two, two season, two important season, two very uh, tough season, and uh, honestly, it, it wasn't the right time to to start a game, another experience. Uh, I prefer to wait, I prefer to enjoy the time with with my family, and uh, also because I think uh, emotionally, I was still uh, uh, under uh, the, the last experience with uh, with Inter.
1: Staying on Spurs and the club captain Hugo Lloris spoke to the media after the appointment of Conte. He discussed the feeling at the club now and whether the squad is
0: near its aim to challenge for trophies, which, of course, it isn't. I would say that we probably accelerate the process. And then it's the club decision, you know, we are just players. But obviously, Tottenham with... Uh, with Antonio Conte there will be even more expectation uh, but again doesn't matter what people say outside uh, the most important is what, what's going on inside the changing room inside the building we have to work together as a unit and make ourselves ready for all competition there is uh, ambition um, in the club uh, we want also to to respond to the expectation of our fans you know that's something uh, important and then football is about uh, winning. The best feeling is when you win.
1: Now, Villarreal boss Unai Emery has turned down Newcastle's offer to become their new manager. Simon Moni Moni Jordan and former Man City winger Trevor Sinclair discuss the rejection and why the new owners sacked Steve Bruce without a replacement lined up. How dare they!
2: Unai Emery is opting to stay at Via Royale. He held talks with the board after last night's Champions League win and he has decided we're being told to reject Newcastle's advances. Why would you get rid of Steve Bruce? And listen, I know the fans are going to pile on me for this. That'll go down well. If you've not got somebody lined up. Now, with the piracy rule which got dropped in, in the Kingdom and that seemed to happen overnight... I think it's it's caught the board out by surprise and they've not got their ducks in a row. Still, they listen to the fans, they listen to the media, they got rid of Steve Bruce, but Graham Jones has gone in there. He can't reinvent the wheel. Everything doesn't have to be played out in front of the camera. If you're going to brief the media and you're going to run around shining a spotlight on you, you better deliver. There's a difference between how a football club runs in reality and how you think it runs as a PR person. Right. And whatever you think about Daniel Levy and whatever you think don't think about Daniel Levy, the football operation that Tottenham had was able, financially and economically and logistically and structurally, to be able to convince Antonio Conte to come and work for them. They can't get Una Emery, whose stock is replenished but still diminished in this country, to mm. come and take on a project and they're running around briefing the media and making themselves look like a laughing stock. And also we're being told I'm not convinced of the direction the club want to go in, the fact that he and Eddie Howe, the former Bournemouth manager, were down to a shortlist of two to replace Steve Bruce. He's had that success rate going from League One with Bournemouth to the Premier League. He sustained that Premier League status for a number of years. The size of the stadium, there's lots of other things that go against Bournemouth. But yeah, I think everyone looks at that and says he did a really good job at Bournemouth. He's enthusiastic. He's young enough. I think players will respond to him. The only question, Matt, would be, is he big enough to recruit big players to Newcastle, which is what they want.
1: Now, Azeem Rafiq will give evidence in person to MPs into a report about allegations of racism he made against Yorkshire County Cricket Club. Julian Knight MP, who called the meeting, was strong in his call for action. I think anyone who's used the P word towards Mr Rafiq should lose their job. Very simply, it would happen in my office. It would probably happen in your office, as well, I imagine, Jim. Anyone you heard using that P word to another individual, frankly, their feet shouldn't touch the floor. But then more than that, I think that anyone who has excused it or has covered up what has actually gone on should stand out. So we would like to know exactly who those individuals are. We have a good idea, but we need to know who they are so that they can be put into the public domain. But also, Jim, the great thing is we have a thing called parliamentary privilege, which basically means you can't be sued in Parliament for what you say. So Mr Rafiq will be able to tell us fully, without any worries about putting tribunals or anything like that, he'll be able to put in the public domain exactly what happened to him. And I think that will be deeply shocking to people. England Rugby head coach Edwin Jones has been speaking to TalkSport's Andrew McKenna ahead of their match against Tonga on Saturday, live and only on TalkSport 2. Eddie defended his coaching style after recent criticism from some pundits. Not me, I hasten to add.
0: Well, I think everyone's entitled to their opinion and they can express it. I was interested in the article that there was no people named in the article. So I'm happy for people to make comments on my coaching. But if you want to make comments on my coaching, have the courage to name yourself. Sometimes people say good things about you. Some people say bad things about you. You know, you just get on with it, mate. We're never as good as they say you are and we're never as bad as we say they are. I mean, you don't ever seem to struggle to fill vacancies. So if working with you was was that bad, you, you would maybe have a few more gaps in your coaching staff throughout your career and it's a career that's lasted a good many years. As I said, mate, you know, anyone could write an article about anyone and write anything, and if you don't have any proof for it, then you've got to, you've got to struggle to give credence to that article. Look, I don't get too worried about it one way or the other, mate. Yeah, you know, I am who I am. I've made mistakes. Of course, we've all made mistakes, but I think uh, that I'm reasonable most of the time, and I think maybe that article is a little bit uh, off-beam for some reason. Back now to, oh, I
1: used to own Crystal Palace, owner Simon Jordan, defending Atletico manager, Diego Simeone, refusing to shake hands with opposition managers after games.
2: Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Because why would you if you don't want to? I think it's a, an element of respect between managers. Be, if you don't respect... I mean, first of all, Klopp has had his say about the style of play, so I'm not entirely sure why there should be a God-given right for Simeone to have to shake his hand. And the spirit of football is about... I mean, I I, I can only relate it to myself. I had no interest in wanting to shake the hands... Of the other directors of football clubs, and I went into their ballroom or not going to their ballroom. I wanted to go in there, beat them up, drink their cheap wine, and get three points and leave. No, you I, don't. I know
1: you. That's no, nonsense I promise you. Do you I, regret that? now then. No, not at if all. If that because, is
2: true. Well, in my world, it might have been more facilitatory to have been a little bit more accommodating. But my sentiment was: we're in a battle. I'm not interested in shaking your hands. I'm interested in beating your team. I make Simeone right to some extent because unless you've got a relationship with this person, there's no real need for you to shake their hand. Besides offering an element of how sport is held together by camaraderie and respect one another well that's a load of old BS because it isn't held together by that it's held together by self interest and vested interest and individual gain and every now and again you get people that can see past that and so why did you own the boardroom then I didn't the only boardroom I can actually say I went into regularly was Norwich's because I liked Delia's pork pies <laughs> come on
1: and we finish with a caller on drive discussing an altercation with a badger yeah as you do that did happen I remember it well you ever been attacked by an animal? By a badger. <laughs> by a badger? Yeah,
3: where, where I live. I live, I'm from Cornwall. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're walking home, walking home from a night out with the lad. And we've gone down the, like a country lane, which is about a mile to get into the village I live in. And a uh, badger just come out of the road and started chasing after me and my mate as he was running down the hill. Luckily, he didn't get near nowhere near us, but he was in about, I don't know, five <laughs> yards at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're half drunk it's quite uh, obviously quite scary because they're quite vicious aren't they I did think. you see so, it but...
1: did you see it or did one of your mates just shout quick there's a badger chasing nah, us no I haven't seen it
3: honestly you did, see, did it. see it yeah that's seen amazing. It. Down, oh my god I live in a rural part of Cornwall so uh, you know used to it sort of thing really <laughs>
0: not bad <laughs> it, obviously, <either>. a <laughs>
1: That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget, of course, to press the subscribe button. I'm back on drive time at 4pm today alongside Darren Bent and Jack Wilshere as well is in the house. A reminder, we've got more live football coming your way tonight. Bronby take on Rangers. That one's in the Europa League. It's live on TalkSport 2 from 5.45. And then Celtic are in action. Also in the Europa League on TalkSport 2 against Fener- against Fenerico they're in action, so make sure you join them from 8pm on TalkSport 2. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.